The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So, in Eretz Yisrael, the story was heard, set over by the fellow that the story happened to. There was a fellow by the name of Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak was a, one of the fellows who came from the former Soviet Union, the Communist Soviet Union, to Eretz Yisrael. Unfortunately, he did not have the benefit of a Jewish education. By the time he was a child, they had already shut down all the Chadarm and all the Jewish schools, but he, some reason, came to Eretz Yisrael with a tremendous thirst and a love and a craving for Tyre. Sadly, he never was able to learn on the level of under being able to read Gemara inside was too much for him, but he loved Gemara. And what he would do is, he would, when he wasn't working, he would nights, and then when he had some time, he would sneak into the local base medrash, and he would sit there in a chair, and he would watch the Yingle Light learn. To him, this was the greatest title, the greatest delight, to see people saying the holy words of Tyre, Abaye, and Rava, and Reb Meir, and Rav Yehuda. This is what he wanted to see. And he would do this. Everyone knew this. Rav Yitzhak couldn't learn, but if he couldn't learn, at least he would try to bask in the aura of people learning Tyra. One day, he happens to have a little bit of time off, and he goes to a nearby Besmedrash, he didn't usually go there, and he sees a young man sitting and learning there. And the young man is sitting and learning, and the young man must have had a hard morning, and he sits down next to him, and he's staring at him, and he's watching. The young man didn't know this, it's like 100%, blah, 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 and he, he's, he's a little bit perturbed, he's trying to learn, this guy's staring at him. Finally gets frustrated, he slams his Gemara, he leaves, and he goes to learn somewhere else. And Reb Yitzchak was so hurt. He was hurt, to his very core of his neshama. He was trying to drink up the words of the Rabbi Nishom, the Dvar Hashem, and the fellow slammed the Gemara on him. Whatever, what do you do? He was very hurt, and it hurt him for a long time, but life moves on. Many years pass, and this Yungaman climbs the ladder of success in life. He goes from being just a Yungaman in Avreich, to being a Magachir, someone that gives a shir, to being a Rosh Hashiva, to being a tremendous, well-known Torah personality. And when he's Nifter, there's a massive Levaya, and people come, and they're masked with him, and they eulogize him. However, not long after he was Nifter, he comes to his wife in a dream. He says, I want you to know something. I'm standing at the entrance to Gan Eden, and I want to go in, and I have enough to go in, but there's something that's not letting me in. You must help me. And she says to him, what, what is it? He says over this story, he says, I don't even remember it. And he shares the whole entire story with Rishav Yitzchak. You must find this Rabbi Yitzchak, and you must ask him for Mechila. You must ask him for forgiveness, because if not, I can't get into Gan Eden. His wife wakes up the next morning and she remembers the dream vividly. And she inquires and she finds that there is this fellow, Rav Yitzchak, and she goes to his house and she visits him. And actually, she takes with her, before her husband, the great Rosh Hashiva was Nifter, he had bought a hat just a week or two before. She takes the hat to give as a gift to Rav Yitzchak to show that she wants, you know, the goodwill and to try to garner some sense of consolation. And she sits down with Rav Yitzchak and she says, do you remember the story? He goes, do I remember? I'm still, every time I think of it, it hurts me. She says, please be Michael, my husband. I'm sure it was a difficult day. You didn't mean anything personal. Here, and she gives him the hat. And the fellow's a kind person. He says, you know what? I'll be Michael. He says, more than that, I'm going to light in there a neshama for your husband, and I'll daven for his neshama, and machalach, machalach, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And the woman leaves with a certain cleansing, cleansing feeling, and the story doesn't go. Their husband came back and said, oh, I'm in Gan Eden. But if he didn't come back, chances are he got in. How did, how did, how was he zoichel, that he come to her in a dream? The answer is, she must have been special. He must have been special. And they gave him the schus of coming in there. I want to conclude with another incredible story that was said over by Rabbi Yitzchak David Grossman, the Rabbi Migdal Emek. He shared that there was a well-known fellow in his area. His name was Rabbi David Asayig. Rabbi David Asayig was a Rav of a shul, of tremendous Marbet's Torah. He has a son. His son's still alive. His son's name is Rav Shimon. One day Rav Shimon gets psicha for the Heichel. They give him psicha to open up the Aron Kodesh. You know, it's brought down in the Sifrei Kabbalah that when the Aron Kodesh is opened, it's a tremendously auspicious time. You can daven for anything. It's just good for us to know. And you should look at the Sifrei Torah. It gives you a certain spiritual energy when you do that. And it's a time to daven also. That's what we say, which is a 
chapter from the Zayar. It's a very holy, lofty tefillah. We don't usually say Zayar. And he's opening the Yarn Kaddish. And I don't know. The sentiment crosses his mind and he starts talking to his father, to his father of David, who's already passed away not long before that. He says to him, Abba, there's something I could do for your neshama. Please, please, you know, tell me. I want to do something. I miss you and I, I can't do anything for you. I can't do Kibbut Avayim anymore. Please, what could I do? And that night, Rav Shimon has a dream. And his father comes to him in a dream. And the father says to him, I, again, similar to the previous story, I'm stuck. I can't go into Gan Eden because I did something in my life and I never got Mechila for it. And if you could somehow figure this out, you'll mamish, you're, you're saving my nitzchis, my eternity. And he tells with him, tells him, you have to go to this fellow, this Balabas, who lives somewhere, and you have to tell him that I came to ask for Mechila, and he asked the Bimayachal, it's the only way I get into Gan Eden. The next morning, Rav Shimon wakes up, and he remembers the dream, and he makes inquiries, and he finds out there is such a fellow. And he goes to the fellow, and he travels to him, and he knocks on the door, and he says, I'm telling you what happened last night. My father came to me. He needs Mechila. He needs forgiveness. What happened? And the guy says, I'll never forget what happened. It seems that Rav David was the Rav of his shul, and in his shul there was a Kiddush club. People would go out by the Haftarah, they would make lechaims, and they would have some bazinas, maybe some herring. And, and, and this bothered, this bothered David tremendously. And one day, without saying anything to any lechaver involved, he got up there in the middle of davening, he banged on the bima, and he said, I want you to know something, that there's a kiddush club in the shul, and I don't let it. I forbid anyone to be part of this kiddush club, going forward. So this fellow says, I was so embarrassed. He could have come over to me and told me before, I'm planning on doing this. I was blindsided. And you know what? If he would have asked me nicely, I probably would have stopped it. But you're embarrassing me in front of everybody. I had the schnapps, I had the herring, I had the kichels, I had everything. I had the pickles and the yashami kugel, whatever I had. So that day, I didn't, I just put everything on the table. I said, listen, I can't do kiddush here. I can't serve it. But if you want to take yourself, you could take yourself and you can make kiddush. And the Rav found out that I put the food out. And the Rav got up in front of the whole shul at the end of davening. The Sir David, I guess he, you know, he was a kano, he was a zealot, and he felt it was the right thing for him to do. And he gave a clap and he says, whoever did this, I want you to know they can't be part of the shul. And he was extremely hurt. I was so hurt. I was so ne'elav. I never came back to that shul ever again. Yes, yeah, so you want to know if your father needs mechila? He does need mechila. The pain is still here. And Rav Shimon begs and he pleads and he says, my father, he came to me in a dream. He had a life of so much. I don't know. Yid was a good person. He says, you know what? I'm willing to be mechila. So Rav Shimon says, more than mechila, I want you to come to the cave of my father, to the grave of my father. I want you to, to say that you're mechil. The fellow said, okay. And they make up a time. They get a minion. And he goes down to the cave and he asks him, for Mechila, and he says, Machalach, Machalach. And then Reb Shimon takes a little bag, they go to the side of the Beisach Varis, and he takes out some, some Lachayims, and some Kichels, and some crackers, and some herrings, and they make Lachayim, Lilu Nishmas, his father, Reb David, and in Beis Hashem, you're pretty confident at that point, Reb David was finally led in to Gan Eden. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire.org.